Steph Curry with the shot. Ben cooking with the sauce. Chef Curry with the pot, boy. Live from the 301. Live from the pot. I want to welcome my audience to episode number 152 of Curry in the Pot. I'm your host, some of you got Mike Curry. I'm back here with another episode, man. I promised you guys I'm going to be right back with another episode. Dropped 151 a couple of days ago. Just to chime in and talk some NFL, man, because the NFL has gotten really, really hectic. And a lot of stuff happened, man. Like Jalen Hurts is doing his thing. Ravens climbing back into things. The Browns improved to 10 wins. Um, the Cowboys even got a W the other day. So the Steelers losing again. The Steelers lost to the Bengals. But that's not what I'm here to talk about. I'm here to talk about what I promised you guys, man. And I'm back with a banger. And this is going to be the 2020-2021 NBA season preview. I know it seems like just yesterday the NBA season just ended. And the Los Angeles Lakers were crowned NBA champs. So that's a storyline in itself where they repeat. Uh, but we're just here, man. We're here. And obviously, I'm here with a guest, as I promised. I will be back with him. And let's give it up, man. Let's welcome back the 15-year-old phenom, the fan favorite, Bink. So, Bink, what's good, bro? Nothing much. Thank you for having me. Um, I've just been watching the NFL, watching my Cowboys mess up their draft positioning. <laughs> um, excited for the NBA season to come back and starts tonight. So, I'm Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Speaking of tonight, man, uh, we, have, we have a doubleheader on TNT. The first game is going to be the Nets uh, versus the Warriors at 7 p.m., I believe. I think it's 7 p.m. Then the uh, second game is going to be the Battle of L.A. Got the Lakers taking on the Clippers. So those are storylines in itself. Obviously, we have Kevin Durant returning after being out all of last season with the torn Achilles. And not only is he returning to basketball, but he's returning to a brand new team, and that's the Brooklyn Nets. And he, he teamed up with Kyrie Irving as well as that core of other players, Karis LeBert, DeAndre Jordan, who DeAndre Jordan, who initially uh, joined the Nets with them, with those guys. Uh, Jared Allen's still there. They re-signed Joe Harris. They got special Tim Whitty as well. So it's a bunch of players, and I can't wait to see how those pieces are going to mesh. And then on the flip side, man, you have the Golden State Warriors. While their core hasn't changed, you know, Curry, Draymond, and Clay. Clay is obviously out, but you know, Steph's still there. But you got a bunch of different guys, man. You got Kelly Oubre Jr., who joined the Warriors. You still got all of those young guys that were on the team last year, like your Jordan Pools, your, your Eric Pascal, all those guys. So you got Kent Bazemore now. I'm excited to see that mix, man, because I still think. Oh, they, they got James Wiseman. I was about to say James Wiseman. James Wiseman. So I'm excited to see how that will mix, although I don't think they can make a deep playoff run because, you know, Klay Thompson is obviously out for the season. I still think they could be very, very competitive and be anywhere between a, a five and an eight seed. So I could definitely I could definitely foresee that for the Warriors, even though the West is a gauntlet, but you still got Steph Curry, a two-time MVP, obviously a three-time NBA champ. And you still got Steve Kerr, man, who's a really good coach, and a bunch of those players that I just mentioned should be interested. And obviously the Kevin Durant re revenge game. So we'll see. Then on the flip side, you have the double header, the battle of LA. You have the Lakers taking on the Clippers, man. And this 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 one has another storyline in itself. Well, multiple storylines rather, man, because the Clippers, they said all along they wanted the Lakers. They didn't even get to meet them in the conference finals after blowing a 3-1 lead in the second round to the Denver Nuggets. So they finally get a chance to play the Lakers, but the Lakers picked up a familiar face from the Clippers and Montrez Harrell. 
And that should be interesting to see how he goes at those guys. I'm sure he's obviously given intel on what he's seen from the Clippers last season since he spent all of last year with them. And they're going to be without Marcus Morris off the bat. So that's a that's a that's a key injury when you that's a that's one less body you don't have to throw Anthony Davis. But also, man, the Lakers get their rings tonight, and I've been waiting. I've been waiting a long time. Can I can I show the can I show the? Uh, I've been waiting a long time. I don't know if y'all can see. I don't know if y'all can see, but I've been waiting a long time for the Lakers to raise that banner and get rings. It's been ten long years. I was fifteen years old. Bank was five. <laughs> Bank was five. So just to put in perspective, that is a very, very long time. And I'm excited, man. But Bink, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about, man. We got, you know, predictions, war predictions, bold predictions, man. So just go ahead, man. What, what you got for me? Or if you want to start with tonight's games, what you got? How do you think they're going to go? I'm pretty sure we kind of have the consensus on this. But let, let's go, man. Let's just let's just have a combo. Um, I think both of us think that the Nets and the Lakers will take the games tonight. Um, Nets getting KD and Kyrie back is going to be interesting as a Celtics fan seeing how they do in their first game. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lakers getting Montrezl Harrell, which kind of shocked me at the time. I know you were the first person I called as soon as I saw the signing. And it's just like, dang, that man just switched locker rooms. And now he got to <laughs> play the team that's in the opposite locker room. And it's just, it's just fun, man, having the NBA back tonight. And, um... I can start with my predictions. Where do you want to go first? Um, awards or standings? Uh, let's go. You don't necessarily – yeah, give me standings. Just give me who you think is going to make the playoffs one through eight on each side of the spectrum. So you can start with the – you can start with the East. All right. At one, my one seed in the East is the Milwaukee Bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, two is the Miami Heat. I think Bam Adebayo will have – because people aren't even really talking about him like that. Like, everybody's on Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler – Bam, you'll see what I you'll see what I think of Bam later. Um, my three seed is the Brooklyn Nets. My four seed is the Boston Celtics. My five seed and the team I think is going to surprise a lot of people is the Philadelphia 76ers. Mm-hmm. My six yeah, seed, well, this is also another. It might be a little bit of a surprise, but my six seed is the Washington Wizards. My seventh seed is the Toronto Raptors, and my eighth seed is the Atlanta Hawks. So I have the Pacers. Missing the playoffs, basically. I mean, I could really see it. The Pacers, they have they have a bunch of uncertainty. You bring in a new head coach. Victor Oladipo says he doesn't want to leave, but is that is that PR? Is that you're just saying the right thing? Every other day he changes his mind if he oh, wants to leave got, or not. Right. You got Demontis Sabonis who was not healthy. I don't know if he's healthy starting. I don't think he's starting the season this year. So that's a piece. And I don't know. I feel like they are trending backwards. And then you mentioned another team, the Atlanta Hawks, who's trending upwards, man. They have an abundance of talent. Obviously, Trey Young was sensational last year. And they acquired and put a lot of pieces around them, man. Danilo Gallinari, Bogdanovich over from Sacramento. You know, they just got a bunch of a bunch of pieces that I think fit with that team and with that. An underrated pickup that they got, I think it's gonna be Chris Dunn. He's a great I like, the, I like that pickup as well. I thought it was a nice pickup. Uh, you know, Trey Young, he can't really stop anybody. But Chris Dunn, he could definitely guard up. He could definitely guard up for sure. So I think that's a nice piece. Uh, let's, I, you mentioned a couple of teams that I wanted to talk about. Obviously, we got the Bucks as, as your one seed. And I don't think that's really a surprise considering they have continuity. 
They have a bunch of continuity within their organization. Giannis, Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez, DiVincenzo. Seems like all of those guys have been there for quite some time. And then you add in a piece like Drew Holiday. You got Giannis to sign the largest extension in NBA history. So obviously he's all in. He's committed. I definitely, what do you think about the Bucs, man? What do you what do you think they'll do this year? Obviously, I'm sure they want to at least get out of the second round, but I know their ultimate goal is a championship. But how do you think the Drew Holiday dynamic changes their team or improves their team rather? Um, Drew Holiday, we all know he's a better defender than Eric Bledsoe. He's a better shot maker than Eric Bledsoe. I don't know if that, that might not even put you over the hump in the Eastern Conference. It's more about Giannis developing his game and maybe even putting a jump shot on his game or just don't let the wall affect you that much because even when Giannis was playing in that heat series Chris Middleton was not playing well it yeah. took until Giannis was out till Chris Middleton started playing well because he's not really in a rhythm and Giannis I mean you get another shooter in Drew Holiday but I don't know if that puts you over the top in the Eastern Conference like that yeah um if you're Dante DiVincenzo I don't know how you feel because you know you were in a trade set in stone for Bogdanovich and then he had other plans and decided to go to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So there's some question marks with that team though. I mean, but I think they're going to be the one seed. They've been the one seed a couple years in a row. They've lost some depth, but I think that all that's going to cause is Mike Budenholzer playing Giannis more, which he should have been doing in the first place. Facts, facts, facts. Yeah. I think, I think we're Giannis. I've always said like, I, I don't hate the guy. I don't dislike him, man, but you got to, to win. You have to develop a, a, a consistent skill set. Like in the regular season, you can you can you can do this this full court game. You can come down the court. You can neuro and dunk. And but in the wall and in, in the playoffs, things tighten up, man. And you have to be able to create your own shot, and not just create your own shot, but be able to do it consistently and be able to do it in different ways. You know, if he at least adds, you know, a mid range consistent mid range game or a post up game. That changed the dynamic for the Bucks, man, and what and what their ceiling is. Because to me, unless that changes, unless he improves something this offseason, what we saw last year is going to continue to happen. And we've got teams that are better. Like I said, everybody has come back better and stronger. Like the let's talk, let's talk about the Wizards, man. Let's mm-hmm. talk about the Wizards. Now you got them as your six seed, right? Yeah. Okay, which is. Which is around why I think they'll finish at. I, I would like to see them, you know, maybe surprise some people. But six seed is where I see, you know, you you throw in a piece like Russell Westbrook, who is, I guess, you know, he's been he's been had he's had a he's had a bad he's gotten a bad rap and mm-hmm. he's gotten criticized, but for understandable reasons. But I think this year, I think this year is gonna be cool, man, because you know. He's he's got he's gotten bounced around a little bit lately, man. Traded around to you know multiple teams in the last couple of years since winning MVP, and that's something you don't really see happen. But I think him and Bradley Beal can definitely coexist. I think they're easily the back best backcourt in the East now. I definitely think I definitely think it could work, man. But I just don't know. To me, it's not even more so about Westbrook and Bradley Bill. It's more so about the other guys. We got Rui Hachimura, who's going to miss time to start the season. Adavis Bertans, how will he be? You know, Troy Brown Jr., we don't know about him. This guy was, he was picked in the teens when he came out. I know he's still a young guy. He was only 18 years old when he was drafted. But will he improve? Other than picking up Westbrook, the Wizards didn't do a bunch of stuff 
that I like. You know what I'm saying? They didn't really. Well, they, you know, they re-signed Bretons to a huge They didn't re-sign Bretons. Yeah, they gave him a nice deal, and I felt like you had to do it. You wanted to keep him. But I, I just got to see it, man. But I think, you know, they'll be fun. They'll be exciting. You had a player like Russell Westbrook, who was a superstar talent. And this is another dialogue I wanted to have. I don't think, I don't think, it's, it's, it's crazy for me to say this, but I don't think the Wizards have ever had, they, they've never had the chance to acquire a superstar. Like they've had, they had, going back to when I was younger, they had Gilbert Arenas. Gilbert Arenas was never a superstar. He was a star. You know, Gilbert Arenas was just a, he was just coming off a most improved player uh, season when he joined the Wizards. We didn't know what he was going to be, but he became a star. Karan Butler, he was an all-star. Antoine Jameson, he made the all-star team a couple of times. John Wall, they drafted. He was a multi-time all-star. Bradley Bill, he's an all-star. He has, you know, the superstar ability, but he's not a superstar. Russell Westbrook is a superstar. He's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. You got the triple doubles, obviously, but you got been an all-NBA all selection nine times in 11 years, I believe. You know, the Wizards have never had this type of player, an MVP. They never had this type of player. So I think I think it's great, man. I really think it's I really think it's great for the Wizards. Uh you want to move on? Let's let's move on to yourself. Um, well, move one on. thing, one thing, one thing I want to say. I think an underrated part about Russell Westbrook to the Wizards is he's back with the coach, Scott Brooks. He is back he's with Scott previously. Brooks. Um I think Scott Brooks can really unlock him. I mean, I know Billy Donovan was the one he won the MVP under, but he was doing basically the same things when KD was out when he had Scott Brooks. So Yeah, should be interesting. Let's move on to your Celtics. I think that's just another interesting team to talk about. And then we're going to end off with the Heat since they were, uh, they since they made the uh, NBA Finals last year. So let's talk about the Celtics real quick. Um, I think the Kimball Walker signing is starting to bite us right now because Kimball Walker is a great player. Don't get me wrong. But I don't know if we need another shot creator. I didn't really... I like the signing at the time, but I still don't really understand it. If the, if our coach, Brad Stevens, he couldn't work with Marcus Morris and Terry Rozier and Kyrie Irving. Okay, you get Kyrie out of here. You get Terry Rozier out of here. You get Marcus Morris out of here. Then why do you sign Kemba instead of signing other role players that could fit around Tatum and Brown nicely? They've taken a step every year. And I'm just like, I don't know if they could take another step this year. That would be Tatum going into MVP candidacy and Jalen Brown being... Well, an all-star. He was an all-star last year. He was a borderline all-star. But I think the Celtics might take a step back this year unless we see some some of our youth. We have lottery picks just sitting on the bench. Romeo Langford was a lottery pick. I mean, I know he wasn't, but Robert Williams was a lottery pick. Wasn't a lottery pick. But they're just sitting on the bench. They're not doing anything. And right. the signing of Tristan Thompson showed me that they don't really trust Robert Williams as much as I thought they did. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if you don't trust these guys, why are we still stacking these first round picks? We had three this year. And the only, the most we did with one was traded for two future seconds, which <laughs> is going to be two more players that will eventually sit on our bench for their whole entire career. And it's just like, we need to do something. And the last thing I'm going to say, this offseason, you could see where Kemper Walker's value was at. It was at a minimum. They literally put out a rumor that the Bulls wanted him to try to drive up his trade stop. That makes me seem like that makes it seem like nobody wanted him. Yeah. I think here's what I thought about this. When the Celtics first signed Kimber Walker, I was like, oh, that's dope. But like, 
did they really need him? I thought the Celtics needed, you know, a guy. I think at the point guard position, I just felt like they needed like a floor general, a guy who could play defense. I hate to say it, but like Alonzo Ball type. But that's seriously what they needed, though. Like a guy who could just hit the shot, but he doesn't need the ball in his hands to cook up or create, but he could set the table for guys like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. I just didn't really think they needed Kemba Walker. I mean, I understood it, but I, I didn't think they needed him. Uh, we didn't I'm have curious. the assets to acquire a Chris Paul, but a Chris Paul would fit very nicely on our team. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I agree with that. But it's going to be interesting to see what Jason Tatum take, a, take yet another step, man. He's been steadily improving every year. Uh, Willie, you know, average, you know, near, you know, 27 a game. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if he can do that. I think he can, I, I definitely think he could do that. You know, there's rumors that he, he grew, he got taller. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see, man. But I, I've always thought the sky was the limit for him. But for me, I, I love Jason Tatum. But I, sometimes on the court, I just think he like too, he too cool for school out there. It's like, bro, you have this ability, but you don't play with enough fire for me. Like, he just like, it's like a, a real cool game, like a Paul George type of like flow. Not not comparing their games. I mean, they do have similarities, but it's just like, oh, I'm too cool. You know, I'm smooth. I could do this. I could do that. But if you just play with that passion, like all the way through, I feel like he could easily, you know, average 30 or close to 30. Uh, but we'll see uh, how these pieces improve. I also want to see, are they still going to be jacking up threes? Because they, can, they, they have guys that can shoot. But they don't have knockdown shooters. Like they don't have uh, a Steph, a Clay, or even like let's lower the tier, like a Joe Harris or JJ Redick. JJ Redick. Like they don't have those type of guys. But I mean, we drafted guys. a guy that shot fifty four percent in college in Neesmith, but they did. He didn't look very good in preseason. Yeah, they did. And so we'll just see if everybody on the Celtics takes another leap. But I think if they oh, have- Kimball Walker's out to start the year. Oh, yeah, he is. That's right. And, and it will be the most Celtic thing for our team to just have, like, an incredible run to start the season, and then Kemba comes back and our team just falls. Happened with another point guard <laughs> uh, we talked about earlier. But let's move on to one more. Actually, I said no. I said the Heat, but I want to talk about the Sixers. You insert – you um you, you fire Brett Brown, you insert Doc Rivers, and – Tobias Harris had his best season under Doc Rivers on the Clippers. And you got Ben Simmons, who I think, I always think it starts and ends with Ben Simmons. We saw Joel Embiid in the playoffs by himself last year, pretty much. I mean, he did have Tobias still, but we saw Joel Embiid. He played pretty good in that Celtics series. I mean, he had mm-hmm. to. He played pretty good. And I thought if Ben Simmons was there, you know, they could have at least push the series to six or seven. But I want to see, man. What has Ben Simmons improved upon, man? I want to see. We I feel like we say this every year, but I, I hope it actually happens, man. Because I think if Ben Simmons comes right, he can. If he could shoot a little bit, shoot the seventeen footer, that changes so much for him, his team, and he could be he could be MVP candidate if he's making mid ranges. Like he really <laughs> can. If he if he has something, man. Like if he has something to keep the defense honest, it changes the whole dynamic of the team. I think Doc Rivers could possibly unlock it. If Doc Rivers can't unlock Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, then it's, this, this will be their last year. This will be their last season playing together. Right? And they were, they were they were in the James Harden sweepstakes apparently, apparently rather. And 
I mean, it might not be over because James Harden, that's a whole nother storyline. But we just got to see about the Sixers. You got any comments real quick on the Sixers? Um, not really. You hit on everything I really wanted to say. Okay, so uh, let's talk about the Heat, man. This team uh, made the NBA Finals. Was a very... Oh, let me say this. I thought that they had a chance to make the Finals. But once I saw how the playoff bracket unfolded, because I didn't know... It's all about matchups in the NBA. But once the bracket came out, Pacers, I said, okay, they could beat them. They swept them. It's, I said they can. I said they can beat the Bucks. Okay, they got them out of there. What in six? Five. 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 They got them out of there in five. Um, and they almost swept them. Uh, next series, they got the Celtics. I said, I don't know, man. This should be an instant series. Wouldn't have been surprised if the Heat made it. They ended up making it to the finals, and they pushed the Lakers to six before getting blown out in Game Six. But Obviously, they were hobbled, and they feel as though they could have won the NBA Finals had they had Drogic and Adebayo completely healthy. So, what I look for in this team, man, is it's, it's going to come down to matchups, man, because if they get Philly in, like, the second round, I don't know how that's going to go, even though even though Jimmy Butler knows those guys and stuff like that. But I, I don't know how that's going to go. It's really going to come down to matchups. I'm sure... What they're preaching in that locker room is we got to get back to the finals. But how do you think the Heat are going to be? Um, I think the Heat are going to do really well. I think Bam Adebayo can take another step and be so. arguably the third best center in the NBA over Cat this season. Um, I think the Heat are just going to be a really good team. I think they're actually going to take a step up in the regular season just because they're going to know night in, night out, every game matters. Like, you might turn around, have a stretch replay, the Nets, Wizards, Raptors, and then turn around and play the Bucks. So it's like every game matters now. We have 10 less games to play, first of all. Yeah. So almost every game matters. I mean, I think Jimmy Butler's going to have those guys right. And like you said, if they get the right matchup, they can make the finals. I mean, you talked about them playing the Sixers, but if they play the Sixers, I think Jimmy Butler, Ben Simmons cancel each other out. Joel and B, bam, out of bio, cancel each other out. And I think it'll be come down to those other guys. And I kind of trust the Heat's other guys more than I trust the Sixers because they have mm-hmm. championship experience. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting for the Heat, man. I would like to see uh, how they can do because they've been saying, man, if we had Drogic, we had out of bio healthy, we win. They, they said they would win. So, oh, now they're out of the honest sweepstakes since he signed they, the match deal. Yeah, out of the honest sweepstakes. I know they they um, continue to maintain flexibility with the Drogic extension, with the team option on the second year. So we'll see, man. We'll see. But let's move on to the West, man. Now, let me hear your, uh, your standards for that. And I'll chime in right now. So my one seed is the Lakers again. Two is the Clippers. Three, I might have a surprise to most people in the Blazers. Four, I have the Nuggets. Five, Mavericks. Six, Warriors. Seven, Suns. Eight, Jazz. Nine. Nine and ten, since that's a play-in tournament, I have nine being the Grizzlies and ten being the Pelicans. Okay. Um. Don't really have a problem with any of that. I think the Jazz could be higher, and I told you about this. And I don't like the Jazz. Disclaimer, full disclosure, I do not like the Jazz whatsoever. But they're one of those, they're a try-hard team. We've always seen the Jazz in the mix, the four, five seed. And we like how, but they play hard every night. And they're just a regular season team. Those teams like that, they're a regular season team. They're going to be on full go every night, and they have young players. They have Donovan Mitchell. They, they got... They're going to have Bogdanovich coming back, which I think is going to be huge. He averaged 20 points per game, but he didn't travel over to the bubble. Uh, they just gave Rudy Gobert an extension. 
while I have my third largest contract in NBA history. <laughs> when I while I have my thoughts about him, he's still a multi-time defensive player of the year winner. So we're gonna see. I think I think the Jazz could finish higher than eighth. I don't really have an issue with your standards for. I don't really think I have an issue. Uh, would you have the Sun? Seven, one spot over the Jazz. Okay, yeah, I don't. I'm interested to see about the Suns, man. You added in Chris Paul, but you reunite Chris Paul with Monty Williams, a coach that he had a lot of success with in New Orleans. So I'm I'm excited to see how that's gonna that's gonna gel. Because remember, the Phoenix Suns were eight and zero in the bubble, man. They definitely had a chance to make it to the playoffs. You add in Chris Paul, you still have DeAndre Ayton, a young promising big man, and I just think if the Thunder could make the playoffs last year then the Suns team can make the playoffs this year. That's how I feel about it because you had Chris Paul, but the second best player was Shea Gibbs-Alexander. Now you got Chris Paul, the second best player is Devin Booker. You know, Chris Paul might be the second best player. Yeah, you can say that, but I'm just I'm just, I'm just, just saying in general, like you had yeah. Chris Paul and then this guy. The Chris, yeah. So yeah, so now, now you flip-flop it, actually. You put it that way. You got Devin Booker, now Chris Paul is the second best player. The third best player on the Thunder team was Steven Adams. You got DeAndre Aiden, a young big. So I like I, I like the way that team is constructed. You got guys like Sarge there. I they like Sanjay Crowder. Sanjay Crowder. So I like I like how that team is constructed, man. It seems like a good team, and I think they could definitely make the playoffs. I just I just want to see it though. Uh, two teams that you had on the outside looking in: Pelicans and the Grizzlies. I can't say I don't dis. I, I, I can't say I, I disagree, man, because I, the Grizzlies. I just feel like they're a young team. I think John Moran's going to take another step, but I don't. I just don't know about the rest of those guys. And then for the Pelicans, I don't know if we're going to get a full healthy year of Zion. So I, I mean, like I understand you could put the Rockets in there, but I just don't know how much James Harden is going to play. That's why I just can't put, see myself putting them in there as of now. So you didn't have the Rockets in there. No, I had them right there at 11. Okay, so if James Harden, let's just say James Harden is on the roster for the entire season, where do you have the Rockets? They might be eight or seven. I might have to move the Jazz or Suns down a spot. Okay, so I could see I could see six through eight, one of those, one of those areas. Because the Rockets are a team, and there's another storyline, man. It's, it's contingent on health. Is John Wall going to be healthy for an entire season? He looks good. I saw him in preseason. He looked great. But will his body... Because one injury or one po- knock on wood, one positive COVID case happens. And a team can drop from like five one day to 11 the next. That's how competitive the Western Conference is. Very valid point. Very valid point, man. I think if the Rockets stay healthy, I hope they do. They're definitely a playoff team. I like the Christian Wood pickup. They still have... They don't keep got some depth now because you throw in John Wall, you throw in Boogie, you add Kristen Wood, you still got Eric Gordon, you still got PJ Tucker there. Solid, solid, solid ball club, man. So I think it's going to be interesting. Um, For the Lakers, let's talk about the Lakers real quick, man. I think I, I'm going to say it right here, right now. I think they're going back to back. I do too. December 22nd. As of December 22nd, 2020, I think they're going back to back. LeBron doesn't look like he's slowing down. Anthony Davis, I feel like I feel like he could play just like last year, if not better. Remember, this is only going to be year two of LeBron and Anthony Davis. That was only year one. 
That was only year one and they got a championship out of it. You can say they had the bubble, they had the heat, blah, blah, blah. They got an easy path to the but final. It's not their fault. It's not, it's not, it's not their fault. They just they just played the cards they was dealt. They played who was in front of them and they beat who was in front of them. So this is I want to throw this out. This is year two of LeBron and Anthony Davis. And I think, and not only, I said this already, but I said they can't run that team back that they ran last year. And they retooled it. They added Trez. They added Dennis Schroeder. They added Wesley Matthews. So you replaced Andy Green with Wesley Matthews. I like that. You still got KCP. Taylor Horton Tucker has looked like the best player in the NBA if you watch the preseason. Uh, he, he will have a role this year, I'm hearing. So you got Marcus Saul. Alex Caruso. Alex Caruso still and LeBron and Anthony Davis and LeBron. Did Alex you mention Kuzma? I didn't even mention Kyle Kuzma, who just signed an extension. But shout out to Kuzma. But LeBron and Alex Caruso were the best duo when they were on the court last year. <laughs> it's an advanced metric out there. I'm just saying. But I just I think the Lakers gonna go back to back, man. I I can't I can't I. I mean, the Clippers can do it, but they lost a piece in Trez, who I thought was very vital to what they like to do. And to I mean, but they replaced him with Serge Ibaka. You could argue they could be better with Serge than Trez, but you could I argue respect one way or disagree. And I like Serge Ibaka too, but I respectfully disagree. But let's talk about the Clippers, man. You got year two of Paul George and Kawhi. You also have a new coach in Tyron Lu. And they picked up. They got they acquired Luke Kennard. They I don't know how the Clippers are gonna do, man. I think Kennard's <laughs> a huge deal. I think to be honest, when Porzingis come back, if the, if the Clippers get the Mavs in the playoffs again, it's gonna be curtain for them. That's what I'm thinking, bro. That's what I'm thinking. But what you think about the Clippers? Um, it's year to a Kawhi and Paul George. I mean, I think all everybody's expectations are lower now. This was supposed to be the team that is supposed to beat the Lakers. And I don't even know if they have anybody. I mean, Serge Ibaka could do his best job of guarding Anthony Davis, but can he really guard him? No. Um, Only they have two guys. Can stop Anthony Davis is Anthony Davis. Yeah. And that's the same way I feel about LeBron. I mean, Kawhi and Paul George could do their best job at trying. Um, this team isn't bad. I mean, I expect to see a Lou Williams trade at some point this season. Maybe even Patrick Beverly included in that. But it's... I don't know. I feel like one is the Lakers and then there's everybody else in the West. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about one more team before we get off of this subject. I want to talk about the Denver Nuggets, man. This is a team that made the Western Conference Finals last year. They obviously got some playoff experience. They did lose a guy, Jeremy Grant, who I like and I know, but um, they lose him. But I think what they're banking on is the steady improvement of Bobo and Michael Porter Jr. So what do you think about the Nuggets this year? Um, Jeremy Grant is a huge loss. They also lost Torrey Craig. Um, Will Barton's apparently yeah. Will Barton wants to start. He said he's done coming off the bench. Um, it's honestly they've been kept a little bit low-key, but it's a lot of dysfunction in that organization. I mean, I think they'll get it done. I have to be in the fourth seat this year. Um, mm. Jamal Murray might take a step up. Jokic, we know he's always bad in the first month of the season. Now he doesn't have that anymore, so we'll see what he can do. But I just think Jeremy Grant is a little bit of an underrated loss for them. I mean, they're hoping Michael Borg Jr. could take another step defensively. It's not even the offensive side of the ball for him. It's can he guard – I'm going to say, can he guard, like, the LeBrons, Kawhis, and Paul George? 
Because that's who he's going to be matched up with. Unless yeah. you're going to throw Harris on them. And it's like, you can't really do that. Okay. Actually, this is the last team I want to talk about. And no disrespect to the Mavericks, but I don't want to talk about y'all right now. Because I think, I already think, you know, Luka will probably win MVP this year. So let me just say that. But the last team I want to talk about is the team that you had in the third seed. And that is the Portland Trailblazers. We all know the Blazers. Uh, Damian Lillard had to go sicko mode to get y'all in the playoffs last year. Y'all got there. Y'all were on the wrong side of a gentleman's sweep. Let me just say that. And this year, though, they signed a defensive piece. And to me, one of the best perimeter defenders in the league. And even can guard in the post a little bit. Robert Covington. I like that pickup because the Blazers... I always said, it, even when they got matched over the list, I said, who, who, who's going to stop who? How, how, how are they going to stop anybody? They have to outscore teams to win. But when your shot's not falling, how are you going to stop LeBron? How are you going to stop Anthony Davis? They finally got somebody. And I, don't, I still don't think you could stop LeBron, but you could at least try to slow him down with a guy like Robert Covington. Still got Dame, still got CJ. You got year two of Melo. Uh, Harry Giles, a nice sneaky little piece I like off the bench. I think that fits them. I think they that picked fits up better than Hassan Whiteside for them. They and picked up Ennis Cantor. Picked up Ennis. They got Ennis Cantor back. He's uh, back for another stint with the Blazers. So we'll see. But why do you have them third? Is what I want to know. Um, the last time we saw this team at complete full strength was was the bubble. But last time we saw them in the regular season, they made the Western Conference Finals. I granted, there's at that time there was no Lakers, there was no Clippers. They weren't what they are today. The Mavericks weren't as good. But I think they could get back to that. And I love the additions of Robert Covington. I mean, you're getting Ronnie Hood back. You re-signed Mello, who's going to come off the bench. Um, Even my guy Gary Trent. Gary Trent's there. Zach Collins is going to get a full season. Yusuf Nurkic is going to get a full season with them. There was a point at the time of the season where all those guys I just named were either not on the team or injured. And not even to mention, but I don't even think I said Ronnie Hood, who's coming back off an Achilles injury, who's looked good in preseason. So I just think... This is Damian Lillard's best team he's ever had around him. You could argue the team with LaMarcus Aldridge. Um, who the hell else they had? Nick Batum, Wes Matthews. But no, this is the best team he's ever had around him. And I think it could unlock his true potential. And I think the MVP race will be between Damian Lillard and Luka Doncic this year. And I think it will go to whichever team has the higher seed. So I think by saying that, you know, I think the MVP is going to be. Good stuff, man. Um. Uh, last, let's go to award predictions, and then we're going to wrap this thing up. Then we're going to talk about, obviously, we got games on Christmas Day, and that's that's big time for NBA. But let's talk about award predictions real fast. Yeah. Um, you want me to just go through all of them? Yeah, you can go through all of yours. I, I'll make comments on who I think I'm gonna, is going to win. But, yeah, let's just go through it. All right, MVP, I have, as I just alluded to, Damian Lillard, Lucas runner-up, LeBron James third. Defensive player of the year, I have Bam Adebayo, but I think Anthony Davis has the exact shot of winning. I think they're like 1A, 1B for me. And then I have Ben Simmons and Giannis Antetokounmpo, second and third. Rookie of the year, LaMelo Ball and Killing Hayes. LaMelo! Um, Obi Toppin, the media loves him. And three, I have Denny Abia. Yeah, does love him. And he's playing with the Knicks, so. Yeah. Sixth man of the year, this is honestly a tough one. I'm going to have to give it to Karis LaVert of the Nets. Um, I think Carmelo can win it. I also have Gallo in there in the race. So he's been um, coming off the bench during preseason? Yeah, Gallo's been coming okay. off the bench. Well, they speaking of the Hawks, they didn't um, extend John Collins. 
mm-hmm. and they won't. Um, most improved player. I talked about this on my TikTok. I have Dejounte Murray winning that. Shea Gilgis could win it. Um, another name I throw out there is Derek White of the Spurs. Two Taylor Horn Tucker. <laughs> and um, my coach of the year is Eric Spolster because I think that he will be a really good team next year. Okay, I like it. I like it. Yeah, I think MVP is going to be a good race this year because you have a two-time MVP winner in Giannis who's always going to be in the mix. Um, you got LeBron, you got Luka, you got Dame, like you said. I don't, I don't know how MVP is going to go. Rookie of the year, I feel like we got a consensus. I think LaMelo is going to easily win it. But I could see a guy like Cole Anthony as a dark horse candidate um, because he Cole Anthony was nice. He was nice in high school, nice in college until he got hurt. So, and I think that's one of the main reasons he slipped. But also, I wanted to talk about the rookie class real quick because this there's some exciting players, but there's also a lot of unknown with this rookie class. And I feel like part of that is because, like everything else, the NCAA was shut down. You usually get to see and hear about a lot of players during the NCAA tournament. Like, I remember Carson Elwes, he burst onto the scene in the NCAA tournament. Like, stars, Steph Curry would... Imagine if there was a pandemic while Steph Curry was playing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Steph Curry mm-hmm. became a household name due to the NCAA tournament. Like, people knew about him, but, like, he became he became the lottery pick due to the tournament. Like to be honest, so just think about I'm I'm thinking about it in, in that perspective. I just thought about that yesterday. I was like, wow, like it seems like an unknown, but that's because college basketball was cut short last year, just like everything else. And you know, these are people that you don't really know about unless you really, really follow college basketball. Yeah, but because a lot of people watch the NCAA tournament and we were robbed of that last year. Yeah, um, the one thing I want to mention is that um, Peyton Pritchard, a guy that the Celtics picked up who's looked really good in preseason, I had no idea who he was, and he went to Oregon. I mean, like, <laughs> if he if they had the tournament, I probably would have been like, oh, he he's cool. And the other thing I want to mention is that for rookie of the year, we didn't even mention the number one or the number two overall pick. Yeah, so... Anthony Edwards, he will be come, starting off, coming off the bench, and I think that's probably going to be his downfall. And James Wiseman... I mean, he could win it, but I just don't see a big man really winning that award. For sure, for sure. Uh, for your other awards, I'm just like you, a six man. I don't, I think it's gonna be something different, man. We last year we had Trez, Lou Williams, and Dennis Schroeder all in the mix for it. I don't know if any of those guys get it because I don't really know what the Lakers rotation is gonna be like. And I feel like people are low key tired of Lou Williams, <laughs> but <his laughs> they will also still be in the uh, in the race. Um. Um, another guy I want to give a shout out to for six man of the year is whoever comes off the bench between Rozier and Devontae Graham for the Hornets. Yeah, that should be interesting as well. A defensive player of the year, I, I want Anthony Davis to win it. I thought he deserved it last year, um, but I think he could step things up another notch. A most improved. Who did I say most improved to you? I think I was just joking though. I don't know. I forgot. I, I, said, I know. I, I said somebody, but I think I was just joking. Uh, but I wouldn't be mad if Taylor Horn Tucker was most improved. I'm trying to think. Uh, I'm trying to think, man. I'm trying to think. Last year, a guy that I like a lot, Brandon Ingram, won the award. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see, man. It's going to be interesting to see. But I'm overall just excited, man. I'm just excited that the NBA is back. Uh, sun is all messing up my room. <laughs> 
Uh, the NBA is back. And we got Christmas Day games on Friday. So happy holidays to everybody. But the full slate, man, we have we have Heat Pelicans. We have Warriors Bucks, Nets Celtics, Mavericks Lakers, and Clippers Nuggets. So we got a lot of basketball, man. Basketball is really back. It's been only two and a half months since the season ended. So we'll see. We'll see, man. But you got anything else? No, I think I'm good. All right, man. So I want to thank everybody for listening, everybody for tuning in. This is Mike Curry signing out. Episode number 151 is... Oh, sorry. 152. (laughs) Episode number 152 is done. Peace.